Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Eric Branjit, and I am thrilled to present to you a new episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale, we were introduced to our second guest NPC, Sarah, who will be playing the serpentine skin of Silda Addersworn, a young woman who belongs to an ancient but impoverished family dynasty. She has been tasked by the patriarch of her family, Grandpa Boa, to bring wealth and prestige back to the family. Unknown to Grandpa Boa, Silda has caught the attention of Zack's bandmate Alexis. She decides to go to the Box Squad's spooky, scary serenade to get closer to Alexis and see what can go from there. Our Oakhurst heroes assembled their costumes for the same Halloween party extravaganza. Iris and Kane went as each other, a demon and fairy creature respectively. Egan got to settle into her true skin with her annual vampire costume, and she was accompanied by Jeremy Renner, who went as the one and only Batman. Evelyn and her love interest Nick brought literature to life with their Pride and Prejudice-inspired costumes, and finally, Zack and the Hive added a little mystery with their Scooby Squad ensemble. Much to his dread, Kane was warned by his demon bestie that the fiddle, which Johann von Boss would be showcasing to show his new fiddling talents, is actually an ancient relic of demonic origins. If the fiddle is played on All Hallows' Eve, it has the power to summon the demon Sam Hain himself, who is Halloween personified. Monsters follow Sam Hain like the Pied Piper. Even worse, the bestie adds that if the fiddle continues to be played after midnight of Halloween, its summoning becomes permanent. They are to stop the fiddle from being played at all costs. The group assembled in front of the music building and plans to take the fiddle from Johan. Silda finds Alexis at the party, and the two decide to find a more intimate hangout spot in the percussion room. Before they leave the main party, Alexis and Silda note that they are being followed. It appears that Silda's grandpa Boa has set his bodyguard, Cobra, to keep an eye on her. Silda, fed up of being tailed by her family, decided to call upon her old butler for help, who just happens to work at Oakhurst. That's right, the one, the only, Jeeves the butler himself. When it came time for the box squad to begin their music, our heroes managed to steal the fiddle away. However, Johan revealed he knew that they would be coming and set up a dupe fiddle, lest they ruin his performance yet again. Angered, he begins to play, and its magic is unleashed onto the music building. Our chapter closed as the entire music building began to transform into their costumes. <laughs> so now that all hell is broken loose, let's get back to the finale of our Halloween adventure on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Chapter 16 Happy Haunts our camera opens in a dilapidated living room. The carpets have begun to fray and holes have begun to spread out through them looking like Swiss cheese. 
The wood, beautifully stained once, maybe inlaid with gold, has now become to fall apart, crumble, chip away. So much that you can almost see termites crawling in through the very baseboards. Tapestries cover the walls with what they show the sun and time have long destroyed. However, one thing remains almost supernaturally intact. A golden frame that is housing almost a story portrait. It's that tall. And in it is a large family wrapped around an elderly man sitting in a chair. All of them have slits for eyes as they stare back at the viewer of the painting. Silda, you are looking directly at your grandfather and he is sitting in his wheelchair with his oxygen tank and behind him, resolute and loyal as ever, is of course his loyal bodyguard, Cobra. And your grandfather, as his ring is kissed by your uncle, kind of godfather style, and he walks away into the the kitchen where the rest of your family is. Your grandfather looks at you and goes, Sildi, come here. <laughs> oh, Grandpa Boa, you are looking well today. How do you feel? I feel wonderful, child. The doctors say that I am getting much better, but there is no time for that. More important things, my love. And he grabs your hand and he says, You are off to college in a week. I have something that I need to entrust to you. It can no longer be kept here. But you must promise me that no one in the family will know. Not your mother, not your cousins, no one. Do you understand? Of course I understand. He signals to Cobra to get him to stand up. And after about 30 or 40 seconds of really taking it slow and having to take his oxygen mask, uh, for breath one or two times. Grandpa Boa finally stands up and he slowly but surely makes his way to this massive portrait. And you see, Silda, that he presses his finger into the bottom of the portrait that holds a large crest of the Addersworn family. And it swings open and what is sitting inside is it looks like a locket. And this locket has your family crest on it, that A with the S uh, that looks like a serpent kind of cutting in the center of it with a green emerald hue. And he picks it up and it's about the size of about half his palm. It's a pretty large locket. And he slowly makes his way over to you and he says, This talisman has been an heirloom of our family for 17 generations. Its power, its knowledge are vital to this family. However, and he gestures to just how dilapidated and ruined the house looks. Our defenses are weak. The family does not know this, but we are in greater danger than ever before. 
Foes seek to surround us. Wolf in sheep's clothing attempt to lure us towards their causes. The world is changing, Sildi, and we are not ready for it. I need you to take this talisman and keep it safe with you. We no longer have the power, the strength, or the wealth to defend it here. No one can get their hands on it. You must wear it at all times. Do you understand? I will guard it with all I have. She is putting on the locket as she's turning around. She can't wait to have it on her neck. Okay, so as you put that locket on, our camera kind of sets a wide shot to seeing you walking back towards the sounds of your family gathering. And our camera kind of pans closer and closer to the locket. That's the emerald pale locket that's dangling from your neck. And as we fixate on that locket, our camera shifts and you are now wearing a Medusa costume, but still hanging from your neck is the Adder Sworn locket. And we kind of jump some time back to that percussion room. And Silda, you see Alexis looks at you with her mystical brown eyes and she kind of gently walks up to you. What do you do? Silda's going to wrap her fingers around as if a snake is uh, wrapping around, not necessarily its prey, but someone who uh, is making Silda quite happy right now. <laughs> Can you give me a hold steady roll? So give me plus cold. That's a five. Okay. So with that roll, you don't really notice too much, Silva. But what you do notice is she gets, you know, even closer to you and kind of runs her fingers down and tucks your hair behind your ear and runs her fingers down your neck. You just get the idea that she wants to be close to you. And as you two get closer together in the percussion room, you begin to hear some music emanating from the main room and maybe a little bit of arguments. But at this point, you're kind of too focused on each other to notice. And on that... Our camera fades away. And welcome back, everyone, to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast brought to you by Tall Tale Theater Collective. How's everybody doing today? Pretty darn freaking great, man. <laughs> of course, we are back with Monster Hearts Undergrads. So glad to be back with you. Continuing our Halloween special. Now, whether this comes out on Halloween or not, which is doubtful, uh, I don't care because it's always Halloween in Monster Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to celebrate Halloween whenever the hell we want to celebrate Halloween. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we hope that you can get into the Halloween mood. Make sure you grab your jack-o'-lantern, throw on a spooky costume and have some fun with us here. So uh, I do want to announce one thing that I will be doing. Uh, this is a bit of a taboo. I don't know if it is or not. If any big time GMs want to slap me on the wrist, you can go ahead. But I'm actually going to be creating a new move. Oh. oh, blasphemy! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> in come the fucking nine riders from Mordor to stab me in my bed. In the <laughs> this is exciting. So the move that I'm going to implement, if anyone has played games like Monster of the Week, there is a role that's called Act Under Pressure. 
And that role is really good for basically all roles that don't quite fit in the pre-assigned category. Monster Hearts is a wonderful system, but I'm finding that sometimes uh, if there's specific things, more, more gen I should say, if there's more general things that I would want them to do, for instance, maybe pick up on something in the room, or uh, they have to see if they can, you know, if they have the, the mental fortitude to do something. Some of that falls under the hold steady role, but some of it doesn't. So the role that I'm going to be creating, just to give it a fun name like everything else, it's going to be called uh, It's Showtime. It's Showtime. <laughs> I'm going to say, give me a Showtime role. And that just means that uh, it, it's a high pressure uh, situation, but unlike Hold Steady, it might not have to do with fear. Hold Steady is very geared towards being afraid of something, whereas this is this is for our kind of ones that don't quite fit that. A great instance will be where I just asked uh, Sarah, who is playing Silda, to give us a role uh, for Hold Steady. Of course, it wasn't really Hold Steady. I want I was wanting her to notice something that she rolled a five, so she obviously didn't notice it. But uh, this would be a role that kind of encompasses everything that I don't feel quite fits in the pre-assigned categories. So the special thing about a niche showtime roll is when I have you roll, it's going to really depend on what specific attribute I want you to do. So unlike other moves, it's not going to be tied down to one, just hot, cold, or, you know, dark or volatile. So it can kind of be catered to what you need. Uh, these are more flexible. It really depends on what you're doing. So we're going to kind of work that out as we go. But I just want to let everyone know that we'll be introducing a brand new move and it's not fixed to any one specific stat. Sweet. Very cool. So without further ado, let's see how everyone fares in their new costume, shall we? So, Zephyr, you're mid-running as Zack, and you just get hit by this wave, and you do a back roll, and the next thing, you, you wake up, and you're thinking, like, where's Daphne? I gotta go find her. And you are now, literally, Fred from Scooby-Doo. Zoinks! <laughs> well, this looks like a job for the Scooby Squad, obviously. <laughs> As that ring emanates, <laughs> Evelyn, you literally turn in to Elizabeth Bennett, like accent and all, you just poof! Kane, you literally turn into a fairy. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm adorable! <laughs> <laughs> and like you're just thinking like like iris all things fun um iris you turn into a stripper oh a no <laughs> with devil horn yeah yeah like a demon stripper because like most of your costume is gone well guess the rest of it's coming off you just start like dancing like really hardcore in front of, in front of the group <laughs> egan you're about to reach the percussion room and you feel this wave kind of hit you in the back and you sense it and you turn around, but you look and you don't feel any different. <laughs> yes, Kim. I imagine I would probably be really hungry though. You definitely feel like that, oh, in your gut, like, God, I could use a lot of blood right now. But it, it's not quite dark as self level. No, no, no. But I, but I, I you know, I thought I, I filled up on blood prior to coming here, man. Mm. Oh, I guess it wasn't enough. Cut back a few minutes. <laughs> to Silda and Alexis. Silda and Alexis, you are now like in the throes of making out. What would you like to do, Silda? Oh, oh, oh this is so relieving. <laughs> Alexis just like looks at you and she goes, you are incredible. How did it take us this long to finally like meet up? It's like already Halloween, crazy. I mean, I have pretty good instincts. I could tell right when you walked in that room. And she kind of starts to kiss down your neck 
And as soon as she's like about to start unbuttoning your clothes, the door flies open and you see Cobra staring at you. (gasps) And Cobra's like, you swore, you blood traitor, and like runs up and goes to punch Alexis. But as he's about to do it, all of a sudden, Isilda, you feel like a draft from the window that you didn't think was open when you walked in. And sure enough, a a hand comes up to grab Cobra's fist and wrench it down. And what you're looking at is your former butler. Gigi! Oh, shit! Jeeves, who's dressed like a zombie, stares back at you and goes, Sorry, darling, that it took me this long, but I will not let this babbling buffoon lay a hand on a student. And just, like, literally does a backflip kick in the air, hits him in the chin, and Cobra goes flying backwards and lands on the ground. He does the flip pretty well, but he kind of gets up and goes, Oh, these hips are not what they used to be. I would love this anime. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Hello, Silda, darling. It has been far too long. Oh, Gigi, I've missed you so much. He gives you, like, the mwah, mwah, European style. And, I uh, love Jeeves. And, and, and goes, excuse me, darling, but I do have to stop this creep. How, how should I deal with him, madam? Grandpa's gonna find out that I've just playing a string all along. So do you want me to capture him so you cannot tell your grandfather anything? Oh, yes, quite, actually. That would be quite good. Absolutely, madam. That will not be a problem. And just before Jeeves can finish, you hear Cobra yell out, You fucking traitor! And Jeeves kind of turns around and Superman punches him into a drum kit. And when Cobra finally gets up again, the two face off and they're about to clash until Silda, you feel a shockwave and a orange glow emanate through the room. That's where we're going to cut back to Egan. Okay. Egan. (laughs) <laughs> After the shockwave, nothing really changes for you. Right. You hear some hubbub in, in the main lobby, but, you know, you're you're very close to this specific drum room, uh, the percussion room, and you hear a large uh, boom as, like, a drum kit is being knocked over. Oh. Okay, well, uh, she's going to go up to the, the, the door to see, to look in. <laughs> so what you see when you look in is a literal zombie old man. Like, going like, oh, and like punching this, what looks like a secret service agent on the ground as he's trying to fight this, this zombie on top of him. And you see what can only be described as Daphne from (laughs) Scooby-Doo. And Daphne looks around and she goes, like, janky, Silda, I think we're in trouble. And Egan, from your perspective, you can hear what could only be described as this as this otherworldly singing, almost like mystifying. Mm-hmm. And the figure that had its back turned towards this Daphne figure turns around mm-hmm. and you see these snakes for hair and they're all kind of hissing and singing together. And Daphne goes, Janky! And freezes in place as the Medusa got her. <gasps> oh, no. If this is how Alexis oh. dies, I will oh. cry. <laughs> <laughs> Did I recognize Daphne as Alexis? It's enough that you you can make out who she is, especially because you saw her costume. Yeah. Okay, all right. So she turns to stone instantly oh, as wow. Silda, you are literally now a Medusa. Oh my God. <laughs> and what I'm going to say, Silda, is because this is a more traditional Medusa costume, I'm going to give you a bit more kind of monster attributes. You're, you're kind of more in the mythological sense of this creature, so you start to exhibit these monstrous traits, shall we say. So I'm going to hit you with a hostile tag. Hmm. Oh, so that nice. means that anyone that's around you that you deem as an immediate threat is hostile. All right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like full darkest self. Holy shit. 
Yeah, you've essentially gone dark as self at this point. With with eyes that turn people into stone. Wonderful. Egan, what the fuck do you do in this situation? <laughs> She's not the fuck gonna go inside that room, I'll tell you what. So she immediately, you know, sees all of this happening and she just kind of, her eyes widen and then she just, she runs away. She doesn't want to catch the uh, Medusa's eyes. Is there like a, a main office or, um, I'm trying to find a place where I could potentially, because I, because I, I kind of figure out what's going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. You'll definitely find a number of rooms down this music hallway. Okay, I'm looking for something that has a mirror. Well, because it's a music building, they'll often have mirrors in their rooms. So you go into a, a practice piano room. Okay. And you see that there is a, a pretty big mirror there. And as you enter it, you look at the mirror and behind you is the chairman. And he goes, what the hell is happening around here? What is he dressed as? Like, no, he's dressed? not dressed as anything. He's, he's, he's dressed <laughs> as him. He's just a chairman. <laughs> Do you know what kind of energy I felt coming from here? What did you let happen? Uh, me? I, I didn't let anything happen. I was hit by whatever it is, uh, is too. And, and she's starting to smell him. And he smells really good. Uh, uh. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't smell very good. Oh, does it? Oh, what does he smell like? Literally nothing. Huh. Okay. Which for you is odd. I stop and I look at him and I'm like, who, what? Are you? That, that's not important now. We need to, you know what? It's going to be easier if I do this. And Negan, all of a sudden, appearing in front of you, you see a half-demon stripper character that is clearly Iris. <laughs> a friend from Scooby-Doo with some sort of Scooby dog in between his legs. <laughs> and you see a fairy boy kind of flying around having a lot of fun. And lastly, you see Miss Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. And they're all kind of wandering in the room doing their own thing. <laughs> is he is the chairman sitting on a chair yeah is he still yeah he is she uh iris hops on top <laughs> yes. of it and just starts giving him a lap dance <laughs> oh my god the chairman just like looks and he just like shakes his head we are so fucked and he looks at you e egan like without even acknowledging that she's grinding up on him and goes do you know what time it is it is 11 o'clock dr egan we cannot afford this to happen and you have let the fiddle be played I didn't let the fiddle be played. I was trying to stop it. I was. Trying I, I to didn't get... even know about the fiddle. How did the fiddle get here? I I didn't feel it. I, what? Uh, who who knew about this? And he looks and he goes, "Oh my God, they're all." So what are you all doing as your characters right now? <laughs> uh, uh, Fred is going to walk up to the chairman and go, "Eleven o'clock? That's just one hour before midnight." Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth rolls her eyes. <laughs> so Evelyn's just looking through the books and talking to herself, and she says. This is one of Mr. Darcy's and my favorite songs. What's one of your favorite songs? Hi, I'm Kane. <laughs> you are—you literally have actual real wings, just like flapping above you. Wow, I feel so light. This is great. The, the chairman just stands up, knocking you, Iris, off of his lap and goes, you know what? Enough is enough. And he pulls out a small talisman from his pocket. And you see that it looks like uh, Egan, from your perspective, it looks like a, a carved jack-o'-lantern. Hmm. Okay. And he waves it in front of your face, Iris, and he goes, your true name is Iris. And Iris, you wake up. And he turns what? back to you and uh, Fred. He looks at you and he shakes this in front of your face and he goes, your true name is Zach. And Zach, you wake up. And he goes to you, Kane, and goes, your no, true name. No, no, I feel so great. I feel so free. <laughs> and I start Look running away. <laughs> 
He grabs you by the wing and pulls you back and no. says, Your true name is Kane! Oh, <laughs> oh, I miss it. I will say, Kane, you still have wings. <gasps> oh, fuck oh. yeah. Yeah. You still have wings. And finally, he turns to you reading the book, Bennett, Miss hmm. Bennett. He says, Your true name is Evelyn. And you wake up. You see in front of you is the chairman standing there and he goes, well, I don't know how this happened, but why does Trouble seem to follow you everywhere you go? What did you let happen? Trouble? Uh, Zach! Zach! Alex, Alexis is in trouble. She's... I don't know how to say this, but, but she's turned to stone. Uh, the... the uh, She was in the room. I, I was going to the percussion room to find Cowbell, and... And I walked, I looked in the, the, the window of the door and and she had just been t- turned into a stone by somebody dressed as Medusa. Shit, uh, Chairman Dude, um, is there like a book about Medusas here? Uh, how can we fix that? Okay, well, here's, here's what we're gonna have to do. I'm gonna tell you right now that you have, and he looks back at the clock and he goes, just under an hour. You cannot let this fiddle be played past midnight. If you do, Sam Hain will ru- I suspect he's already running around this school. Listen, his, 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 his specter is called by the fiddle, but if it's turning past midnight and he is here, he will permanently be back in this plane. I, I, I can't stay for long. He probably already knows I'm here. He throws, um, Egan, he throws you the amulet, and he says, if you can have whoever's infected by this, make them look at this and speak their true name. Understand? Speak their true name, and they they will turn back. But the the thing is, you have to remember that use this to your advantage. As long as you have been turned, even if you turn back, you can keep your powers. And he points to Kane. He goes, as you can see, you still have wings. This that is will disappear awesome. by twelve if Sam Hain disappears. You cannot let him stay. Do you understand? Oh, but I want Kane to keep his wings. Maybe it won't be so bad if he's here past past midnight. Does this only work on the the true names? Yes, you must speak their first true name. And remember, and before he can finish, he's kind of popped out of existence out of the music building. And Kane and Iris, only you can see this. Kane, because you have this deal, and Iris, because you're partially a demon right now. Yes, some of those powers. You can see through one of the windows that kind of outlooks the hallway through this room that you're in. A orange cloud of mist and it has this humanoid figure in it of this what looks like a large pumpkin head it's really hard to make out though right now and it kind of blows away in this orange mist kane audibly gulps (laughs) (laughs) oh don't be afraid of heights kane it's fine no i think i saw sam he's lurking around here oh he's here already fuck this is not a good this is not a good sign we have to we have to fix this no we gotta move Yes. Um, we need to stop the playing. Can we? Should we kill them? Should we kill them? I, I just want to put it out there now. Should we kill them? I mean, I guess that's yes. always an option. The, the box squad? What? Yeah. Zach's Zach's a yes. I I'm <laughs> indifferent. <laughs> you know. Wait, Kane, is it really worth killing people for us to stop this thing? I think Egan and and Evelyn, you guys are the most powerful. You should go after the people who are dressed as the most threatening costumes, including this Medusa person. And and maybe That's good. maybe um Zach and 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 Kane and I maybe we can try and get, get this fiddle to to stop playing. Yeah, we should get moving. With all those costumes out there, things are going to get crazy. Zach, maybe you can challenge them, maybe or distract them with the Battle of the Bands because they're dressed as some kind of musician group, aren't they? Uh, they're dressed as Kiss, man. I rock, but I don't rock like Kiss does. That's that's a little out of Zach's league. You can actually hear, like, fiddle versions of Kiss being played. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Echoing through. I've got an idea. Okay, what, what's the idea? Okay, 
uh, just trust me on this. And he's going to run towards the, the green room, like the dressing room. Um, All right. Okay, uh, Kate, we should probably go and just keep our eyes on the fiddle while you two go and deal with Medusa. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Come on, sexy wings. And, and Iris leads him out. <laughs> this is great, you hear, as he uh, leaves. <laughs> so I will say that, Egan, yes. you, you do remember that just before that you saw the Medusa turn, you heard Alexa slash Daphne say, Jinky, Silda, I don't know what's going on. Okay. So just, 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 just remember that you do know her name. That's all I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So Kane and Iris, where are you going? I think, I don't know, Avery, unless you have an idea, just, I think we just want to get like close to the stage and. Yeah. Kane's plan right now. He's just going to kind of be front and center waiting to see what Zach's going to do. And if worse comes to worse, he's just going to try and straight up tackle him, get the fiddle and fly oh, away. I, yeah. Iris, Iris will mm-hmm. help with that for sure. So at first, when you both walk into this kind of main atrium, it is absolute fucking pandemonium. It is like a nightmare has vomited all over this atrium. You could see everyone is now in their costumes, and they are their costumes. There's someone dressed as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a plastic Holy chainsaw shit. trying to cut people oh open to no avail because obviously it's plastic. Oh my god. You see two Jedi knights in the corner with like having these epic lightsaber battles. You see uh, killer clowns chasing various people. You see animals it's like whole barns of animals jumping around everywhere. <laughs> and uh, what you see is some sort of uh, group of people who kind of dressed up like cops and robbers are having a little bit of a skirmish in the corner. And literally fucking Batman just comes out of nowhere and just starts beating up the criminals. <laughs> <for> the- <laughs> yes, he might come in handy. Yeah, this is absolute pandemonium. But Iris and Kane, because you have these powers, you can see one more thing as you kind of look more forward on the stage where the you know, they're all dressed as Kiss playing. You see, standing in front of them, almost like he's puppeteering them and guarding them, is this this kind of mist has taken a much more humanoid shape. It's now solid. And you can't see its face. Its face is still kind of shrouded in, in, in mist and, and kind of ever-changing shapes and fog. But it seems to be a orange hue of a figure that is very tall conducting them. And oh, fuck. it seems to be protecting them. I almost feel like I got to turn to my other self and maybe try to take him out or at least, what? or at least distract him. Wait, 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 but didn't you say you don't know how to control that? Uh, I mean, it's easier to control me than it is to control Sam if he gets out, right? Okay. I mean, excuse me. <gasps> excuse me. Oh, fuck. Hey, you feel a little like poke at your leg and Iris, you turn around and you see a little boy. <gasps> Just staring back up at him. Excuse me, mister. Well, oh you really God. know... Wait, is this my bestie? Yeah. Well, you really know the right time to choose an entrance, huh? And he's dressed as Charlie Brown with a little yellow shirt. And he has <laughs> a plastic <laughs> jack-o'-lantern filled with candy. And, you know, he looks very innocent right now. Oh, my gosh. Hello, you're really pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wait. You're my bestie, right? I'm looking at my bestie. His eyes, like, flash great as, like, shut the fuck up, Kay. Uh... <laughs> He, he locks eyes. He's talking to Iris. And Iris, he's he's like, what is your costume? Um, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a demon. Wow, I've never seen a demon like that. <sighs> and he kind of like smiles and laughs. But um, Avery, you can hear his voice in your head. It's kind of like a Lady Galadriel thing where he's talking to Iris, but he's mentally communicating yeah. with you. So as he's like kind of laughing with Iris and making jokes and smiling, you hear him in your head going, you 
fucking idiot. How fucking dare you fuck this up? Do you know what danger you put us in? It's not over yet, man. I need every bit of power you can give me right fucking now. There is no way I can give you enough power to help out with Sam Hain. He's going... If he sees me, I'm fucking done, okay? Even at his powers like this, I can't even stand up to him. You need some serious backup, man. Can you give me enough? Oh, fuck. And it, Kane literally stops his sentence, and he's like, You know what, man? You're... I think you found a better friend anyway. I think I need to find somebody else. What? God damn it. And and, and, and he literally, like, you, you can feel him torture you in your head as if he's, like, squeezing on your brain in pure anger. And, uh, as again, he's still laughing with Iris, having a great time trying to kind of distract her. And he goes, you fucking idiot. I, do I have to explain everything? You can't beat Sam Hain, but you don't have to. They can't keep playing if they're stone. Got it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, he said, there's a lot of things he's just yelling out loud. That's probably makes no sense to Iris right now. Yeah, Iris is probably oh. like looking to the demon and back to Kane. I'm so glad I don't have to make another deal. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, okay, so I said, okay, shut the fuck up, Charlie Brown. I turn to Iris immediately and I say, we got to fly to that drum room. Well, that was very rude. And he okay. just runs away crying. <laughs> Iris is like, well, I guess you're doing the honors right now. And she puts her arms around him. Oh, wait, you, okay, cool, okay, yeah, here we go, giddy up, woo, and I just gotta take off. <laughs> Iris is very turned on right now that he has wings. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump back to Evelyn and Egan. You are both nearing the percussion room. Uh, what do you both do? Okay, so the first thing she's gonna do is she's going to sort of hold up the mirror, kind of kind of lead with the mirror so that she's kind of hiding behind the mirror and she's gonna kind of peek just over it just to see what she sees. Okay, what, what does she see in the room? So, Egan, you see what can only be described as a sculpture garden. Huh. There are a bunch of statues here. You see someone who you can, you know, assume is Alexis that looks a lot like Daphne from Scooby-Doo with her kind of hands on both of her cheeks and this like Jinkies frozen pose just before she turned to stone. And, you know, off in the corner, you see this Secret Service bodyguard type character and he's holding the legs of what looks like a zombie elderly man. And they're in this, you know, very intricate frozen pose kind of head to navel. <laughs> she kind of like stops a moment and appreciate, appreciates this. This looks actually kind of cool. But they're completely frozen in stone. Mm-hmm. And and you swear that you see a movement kind of go past the door. Oh. And you almost hear like a slithering on the ground. Oh, okay. So she turns to Evelyn and she gives her back the mirror. And, and she kind of quietly opens the door and sort of slowly opens it. As soon as you creak open the door and you go to peer in, our camera's going to cut back to Zach. Okay. Zach, you're in the green room. What the hell are you doing in there? <laughs> um, presumably, I'm hoping that the box squad left some lederhosen lying around. Mm. Oh, dude, there's always lederhosen there. Always. Perfect. Uh, Zach is going to wear um, uh, some lederhosen. Mm. He's got his blonde wig, and he's going to just um, try to look as much like... Uh, the box squad as possible. Because it's to look as much like the box squad as possible. Let's do a manipulate an NPC roll. Okay, uh, that's a uh, 10. Oh, damn. Okay, so on a 10, Ooh. you choose 
On a 10, they'll do what you want if you bribe them, threat them, or give them a motive. So I'm going to say that the only condition is that you have to speak in the German accent of one of the box squad. <laughs> oh, that is fine. I want to be Johan if possible. Yes. Okay, so you now look stunningly like Johan right now. Oh, this is beautiful. I'm, I'm going to try to make my way, my way on stage, and I'm going to play at my performance. Okay. So as you head towards the stage, as if we did like a parallel camera, you're heading towards the group as Kane and Iris are now like running back to the uh, Medusa room. And this all culminates with Silda. And so then we're going to kind of rewind to your transformation. You just locked eyes with Alexis to Jakey's and she's frozen. And you turn to see Jeeves hanging from Cobra. And he looks back and he goes, Oh, Madam C And he's frozen too. And all you can think right now, Silda, is this is your lair and you need to protect yourself. You need to keep it safe because people want to hurt you. People want to... There's, there's people that call themselves heroes that want to kill you for things you've done. Nothing wrong. You hear the door crack and really quietly open. And as Elizabeth opens the door, she says, Medusa, Medusa, I know you're in there. I'm here as your friend. I, I know that you've been treated horribly by that, that bitch Athena. You, you were seduced. You were seduced by Poseidon and, and you did nothing wrong and yet they turned you into this. I am here to support you. Evelyn just gives Egan a look like, what is going on? Is everything okay? Maybe you better stay out here. Um, just in case, give me the mirror back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she passes her the mirror. It's like hot potato <laughs> with the mirror. <laughs> I know, I should have gotten two. <laughs> um, so she kind of hides the mirror as much as she, she can in her little sexy dress. She goes in and she kind of um, quietly, she averts her gaze. Uh, with her hand on the mirror and her hand and her other hand on the the amulet, just in case. And Dr. Egan, as you keep your eyes down, avoiding the gaze of this Medusa, you can see its shadow kind of being cast in the room. This large serpentine body is kind of circling you, still with this haunting, singing, chanting music, almost um, as it and its snakes sing together. So obviously, you're not quite sure if it can understand you or not, as these kind of hissing sounds are, you know, alluding to that it can't quite speak uh, English right now. So um, why don't you give me a gaze into the abyss roll and let's see how much you can decipher. So that's a dark, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, minus one. Okay, so that is a, um, that's an eight. Okay, so on a seven to nine, choose. The visions are confusing and alarming or the visions are lucid and detailed, but they leave you with the condition drained. I'm going to, take the drained condition. Okay, cool. So that means that now, Sarah, you'll be able to actually speak to Egan and she'll be able to understand. So you won't really have that barrier anymore. You can get directly to her. So that means that, Egan, after this scene is over, you're going to be tired. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you minus one forward on everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as that happens... Our camera's gonna cut back to Evelyn. You're standing in the hallway by yourself. You hear you hear the rushing of flaps of wings, and you see um, Kane flying with his wings, kind of holding a, a like now Iris has literally demon horns fused to her head. I'm giving them a signal, like be quiet. What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having a really good time right now. <laughs> this is like the 
hottest thing ever, Kane, right now, or is it just me? You guys we focus. Gotta do we gotta do it before midnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just real quick. Kane and Iris, focus, yeah, yeah, yeah. please. What? Sorry. Huh? Sorry. Egan's in the room with the Medusa chick right now. How's it going? Um, it seems okay so far. I mean, Egan hasn't turned into stone yet, so I take it that's a good thing? Okay, great, because my demon spoon-fed me an idea because I'm too silly to think of the actual one. Um, basically, we can use Medusa to, to f turn the box squad members to stone so that they can't play. That is brilliant. Thank you. And he kind of, like, <laughs> strokes his wings. <laughs> if you see your demon friend, tell him thank you. Never. If Egan's in there and she's doing a good job, then Egan can hopefully bring Medusa to the stage and get her on her side. Okay. So I think we have a few minutes to do it. I will jump in as the GM and say that, uh, remember that the guy, uh, that the chairman said that you get to keep your power even if you turn. So she could still turn people to stone when he's back to normal. Exactly. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I'm really bored. I don't just want to sit here and wait. No, no, no. That's okay. We have probably like three minutes. You, you want to, you want to. <laughs> she just, yeah, she you just know. goes, yep, yep, yep. And just grabs his arm. <laughs> Okay, Evelyn, we'll be right back. <laughs> Evelyn just shakes her head, completely frustrated. Hashtag priorities. <laughs> oh my god, so you guys go to fuck in the nearest bathroom. <laughs> oh my god. You get to the bathroom, and um, what, what you see there are like two people who dressed up as like Gumby and Gumby's friend, and they're actually like Gumby, like they're made up of Gumby oh my God. material, and they're and they're just like kind of like they're they're just like partially dissolved in the water, just like laying there, very confused as to what's going on. Hey guys, is uh, is, this, is this vacant? No. no. Yes. No. No. That's that, oh yeah. That one's vacant over there. Perfect. Thanks, Perfect. Man. Thank you. You're All welcome. Right. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> There's so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 One second, Gumby. Uh, so, any any uh, any fairy moves that you want me to try? Like, what can I do? Oh, Sorry, I some mean, flying moves or yeah. What? I mean, I would really like something aerial related, personally. Like. Like some floating 69 mm -hmm. or something? Mm -hmm. Hey, you yeah. just have fun. You're the one with the wings, silly. And she's just she's just loving this. Uh, okay, Eddie takes you and like flips you upside down and flies into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna activate both your sex moves. Uh not mine, no. Mine's written really weird. Right, you have to make him promise something, right? I have to make him refuse a promise. Okay, and that means that the bestie's gonna get another string, string on, Iris. on Iris. Oh god. So, so you descend into Halloween coital bliss in the bathroom while gummies mm. dissolve around you. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> so much We're gonna cut back to Egan. Who's actually doing something productive right now. <laughs> but much less fun. Um, so she says to, um, to, to Medusa, she says, Medusa, I know what it's like to be to live in a, a world of men trying trying to take advantage of us. I am your sister. Tell me, how can I help you? Sister, we stand together. This body that I'm inhabiting, I know for certain, is not my own. Yes. I don't quite know how to get out of this. I can help you. Women should be able to make choices. Yes. Yes, I agree. Would you allow me to, to approach you? I have a way to get you back to your true nature, your true self. 
I've called you sister. Therefore, approach. Thank you. And she kind of walks over to her, bowing her head, just because she doesn't want to look at her eyes, just in case. And then she kind of holds out her hand to, to Medusa. I have here an amulet. I would like you to look at it. I shall. Now, this is very important. Listen to me. Your true name is Silda. And in that moment, Silda, you wake up. <sighs> Are you all right? What, what happened? And is she? can I tell that she's transformed back into like her human form? Yes. Well, we have, have a bit of an issue here. As you can see, we have uh, your um, stone friends here. We have to see if we can bring them back. <laughs> Alexis! It's all right. It's all right. You didn't know. You, you, this is not your fault. And she goes up to um, Daph Alexis and holds up the, uh, the, the medallion and, and she says, Your true name is Alexis. So this stone figure turns more from this Daffy-type character into what you know Alexis looks like in real life, but she is still stone right now. So what I will say is, Silda, because you're back to your kind of normal self, just like everyone else, you can take advantage of these Halloween powers that you have. So you have the power of stone right now. You can kind of turn people to stone or from stone back and forth until the power is gone. Hmm. Alexis! She's just going to fly right to her, right over her, cupped hands, look right into the eyes. Alexis, please come back. And as soon as you say that, you lock eyes and her stone kind of melts around her until she looks back at you as her and goes, what the fuck just happened? Uh, she's back. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, thanks for saving me, cutie. And she plants just a big old kiss on you in front of Egan and everyone. Oh, very good. So you're not um, mad at me? What? No, I mean, I have to say, this is the third most interesting Halloween I've ever had. The third most. <laughs> third most. Well, then, you're just going to have to fill me in on the other two and competition for next year. Oh, uh, you are so fucking on. What should we do with those two? And you see that Jeeves and, and Cobra are still frozen. <laughs> oh, Gigi! Gigi, come back! And as soon as you do that, you see he the stone melts and he's like dangling upside down because Cobra is still frozen <laughs> holding him. And he goes, <laughs> right. and he's like trying to eat you. Oh, oh! And, and Egan goes over there and and uh, and and uh, Gigi is that his name? Because she doesn't know Jeeves, right? She doesn't know. Actually, it's Jeeves, but uh, I'm allowed to call him Gigi. Okay, so so uh, Egan holds up the um, the amulet and uh, looks at him and says, "Your true name is Jeeves." Oh, hello, Matt. Oh, I have quite the head rush, I must say. This is very. Oh, I'm dangling. This is very uncomfortable for a man my age. Oh, Egan helps him down from the um, from the stone statue of Cobra. Yeah, as you do, you break off Cobra's pinky, and like a stone pinky oh, falls to the ground. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, oh dear. And he gets up and goes, "Why? I oh. say that was quite the uh, quite the expedition. What 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 happened? What's going on?" Look, there's there's not a, t a lot of time. We have to get we have to get this fiddle away from from Johan. It's it's going to summon a demon. We have to help. Um, and then she goes up to the door and she opens it and she says, it's all right, Evelyn, you can come in. Okay, thanks. And yeah, Evelyn creeps into the room. Also, right. uh, Gigi, are you looking okay? Just, I mean, it, a finger just 
came off is is he completely all right oh cobra should be fine madam i mean he is made of stone right now so maybe we should Ooh, i have an idea actually um hold on and he finds a bunch of like mic cords and he wraps them around the stone cobra really tightly and goes i think you turn him back now madam it should be okay uh, maybe oh. i don't want to turn him back just yet noted well whatever you decide madam he should be thoroughly tied down we'll deal with him in the morning maybe so we're trying to stop the box squad, are we? Yes. Well, I'm not going to ask why. Questions aren't my thing. So if you need, I will follow. Oh, as they're leaving, Evelyn turns to Egan and says, Oh, yeah, so I think it's just the two of us right now. Iris and Kane kind of ran off, if you know what I'm saying. As soon oh. as that happens, oh, the bathroom yeah. door swings open. And you just hear so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Holy and you see Kane and Iris coming with, like, all the sex hair. Yeah. Oh, what did you do in that? Best Halloween ever. Agreed. Evelyn's trying not to look at them right now. <laughs> All right. Um, it's and do we know what time it is now? Can we see what time? You it is? look at the clock that is hanging on the wall, and you see that it's eleven fifty. Oh God! <gasps> Damn, I lasted pretty long. Yeah. Wow. I got a high five, Iris. <laughs> Can we focus, please? We've got ten minutes left. Oh, but Twelve minutes for me. Oh, oh <laughs> ten minutes left. Okay, sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> she, I don't yeah, know, sorry. I kind of want this to stay this way and she looks like Kane with the wings. <laughs> as much um, as I want this to, I don't think we should. No, it's not going to be good for anybody if they, they aren't stopped. Zilda here has some powers that can help us. Great, well, let's get it going. We have 10 minutes. Yes, we're going to freeze the box squad members. Yes, yes. Zilda, can you do that for us right now, please? Hi, I'm Iris. Oh, hi, Iris. Yeah, you know what? Someone just give me a lift, just a boost on the stage. I absolutely can, but one thing I should let you all know is that they're being protected. I think some sort of essence or part of Samhain is already here and he's actually conducting them. So I don't know with that being there, if I'm me just putting her on stage is gonna go well. Yeah, he's definitely conducting them. Kane, Iris, lead us to where they are. Yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. As soon as you all head down the hallway, you hear Oh no. And you see um, what looks like a pack of like six or seven half women, half various big cats. Oh. So like lions or tigers or panthers or like, you oh, know, the, the traditional like throw, like paint my nose dark yeah. and throw on some ears and it's a costume. All of them have turned into giant cat people. Hey, Evelyn, can you make a giant, um, can you make a giant ball of yarn? And distract them? Yeah, because they're just kind of like prowling the halls right now as if they're just like looking for a hunt. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. actually, I've got this, guys. Oh. They just turned to stone. <laughs> so you're going to have to roll dark on that to see how many you can turn to stone. Oh, shit. That's another six. <gasps> oh, my God. Are you leveling up yet? Silda, you're literally going like, don't worry, guys, I got this. And you go to blink at them. <laughs> and the leader who is like, she is a giant tigress. You know, standing six feet tall, this half cat, half humanoid being. She literally like stares at you for a moment and then lunges at you and runs her claws down your shoulder and does uh, one harm to you. Iris, who's normally not a violent person, I'm gonna say in this demon form, she's a lot more violent than she normally is. So she kind of bares her teeth and just goes and jumps on the leader and yells at um, Silda just to like, go, go do it. I, I, I'll distract them and we'll meet up. Evelyn, maybe you can stay and help me. <laughs> And she's like trying to grapple this this leader cat person. Okay, roll a volatile for me. No oh, good, negative one. Yep, it's gonna go so well. Seven. Hey. Oh. 
So, on a 7 with the Lash Out physically, it is you harm them, but choose one. They gain a string on you, they can deal one harm to you for free if they want to, or you become your darkest self. They can take a harm on me. Okay, so they get to deal one harm to you for free. So what that means is you jump and you... Uh, yeah, like, just kind of like, rah, lunges at them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so you plunge down on the alpha female and, like, all the group kind of backs up because, like, damn, like, that was tough. And you, like, like hit her head off the ground and it definitely hurts her. But she kind of, like, looks at you and she kicks you so hard <gasps> that you fly into the ceiling, Ooh. crack into the ceiling and <sighs> fall back down. And it's going to do too hard oh, to Oh, my God. Okay. Jeez. I forgot I'm not really strong, guys. Ow. Evelyn, now now that this fiasco just happened, um, the the kind of alpha female leaps back onto all fours and starts snarling at all of you as her group starts closing around. Evelyn, what do you do? Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna try to cast one of my hexes. I want to cast illusion again. <laughs> That's a six. We are Evelyn, failing. you try to cast a spell and your hand just like you're so distracted by it that just like you just don't feel the mojo and you get pounced on by two the kind of two of the <laughs> other cats flank you and one of them tackles you from the top and one from the bottom so you literally do like a spin in the air as you crack on the ground for two Oh harm. my god. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> They've now surrounded you. Did the leader pounce on, on on Evelyn, or is she still there? No, she's 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 still looking at you. Okay, so I lock eyes with her, and I'm gonna use my my hypnotic power. Yeah, that's four. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, no. Why is this happening? <laughs> Why we're gonna Why? die? So you try to hypnotize her and she acts too quickly. She runs under your legs, jumps from behind you and sinks her teeth into your neck oh. for, an, for an ironic twist of events. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's going to do one harm to you. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So that was just a failed on all sides. I know. Oh, that's what that feels like. Okay. Okay, Kane, you're the last toe for this move. <laughs> Come on, Kane. Um... Watching strike one, strike two, strike three. Kane's like, fuck this. So he's he's going to immediately turn into his other self. So he kind of just triggers it. Immediately his eyes turn red and his veins and his arms and his neck especially turn black. And his skin turns super pale. And he's going to grab Silda and he's like, you okay if we go flying? Let's go. And he immediately picks her up and just tries to fly out of there to get her to the stage as quickly as possible and Hell just leave yeah. the others behind. Give me a runaway roll. Yeah, okay. That's why I turned to my other self first because my volatile's a little better now. Come on, Avery. It's <laughs> <laughs> a six. What oh, the you guys fuck? kidding me? Oh, oh, what the fuck is happening? You go like, do you trust me, basically? And you, you, you take off. And as you take off, um, it's actually working for a second. You grab her and you hover above the cats. One of them, though, uh, kind of what looks like the number two behind, who was behind the alpha before the alpha attacked Egan, runs up a locker up on the wall, kicks off the wall and does a backflip and just swipes you out of the fucking air. Fuck. And you go like twirling down <gasps> like a jet plane into a, 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 a kind of collection of lockers. Silda, it's going to do another harm to you. Fuck. And Kane, you're you're going to take one harm as well. Okay. Um, Eric. Eric, is Jeeves with us? Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, Jeeves is there. Iris, like, gets up from the ground, and she's, like, holding her side, and then she sees Jeeves, and she's like, oh, my God, are you real? Good evening, Madam Iris, and yes, I am real. Thank you. Hi. Um, yeah, we're kind of in trouble. Can you distract these cat ladies so we can go deal with the big demon person? 
fucking hell, man! I'll see what I can do, madam. Thank you. And Egan, as you're still struggling to get this alpha tigress off you, you feel a kind of pull, a relieving of the pressure as this tigress is pulled oh. off of you. And everyone else, you see that Jeeves actually wraps his arm around the back of this tigress, swings around and lands on it and begins to oh, ride no. tigress <laughs> like a fucking bronco, uh, essentially. And uh, after, you know, a, a few seconds, he goes, whoa, 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 it's okay. It's it's all right. It's all right. And begins to kind of scratch her ears and stuff and, and really calms her. And the, the tigress kind of begins to to calm and, and begin to just kind of gently strut as it's getting its ears pet by Jeeves. <laughs> and that gets the rest of the cat monster's attention. And as Jeeves goes, all right, forward, and kind of rides the alpha down the hallway, all the other cats begin to follow him, leaving you all alone at last. Iris yells, I love you, Jeeves. I love you, madam. Is everyone okay? I'm kind of in pain, but it's fine. <laughs> I think we all are right now. Nobody mentioned this to Zach. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's tell Zach this has gone so smoothly. Yeah, it went yeah. great. Do not tell him. <laughs> oh. Speaking of Zach, our oh. camera cuts back to someone dressed up as Johan von Voss. This is beautiful. Um, <laughs> Johan is going to walk up to the stage oh from the audience. Give me a hold steady roll because the floor is like a minefield of different monsters and, and ghouls and all sorts of things right now. So just like, let me know how, I wonder how you sneak through. Okay, uh, that is a nine. So you get to either keep your cool or pick a, pick an option from the 10 up, but you gain the condition terrified. Okay, I'm just going to keep my cool. Okay, awesome. So you, you know, manage to slink your way through all the crowd of all the monsters and the mayhem just kind of ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, and kind of sneak your way. And Zach, by the time you get to the front of the stage, you see that all four members of the box squad are, you know, transitioned into kiss characters now, but they're just kind of playing like these spaced out zombies. They're not having fun. They're not tired. They're not smiling. They're not, they're nothing. They're just kind of blindly doing this right now. Um, Zach is going to try to break out who I can only assume is Gene Simmons. Yes. Uh, from his stupor he's going to pull a like almost phallically like he's messing around down there and he's gonna pull out a piccolo just a tiny little thing what the fuck he's gonna go hey you american asshole i challenge you to the battle of the bands and just start playing the piccolo he literally acts like he doesn't even hit you oh well that fucking sucks Ooh. um okay yeah, you could see his eyes are super glazed over. And now I know that you're not on the stage, but even off the stage, you're not able to get his attention where you are now, at least. Well, I mean, if you're just gonna ignore me, that's cool. I guess I'll just come on up the stage and he's gonna try and climb the stage. So, Zach, as soon as your foot touches the stage, you just feel yourself get jerked up and picked up. And you're hovering several feet oh, off the ground. And you're oh, kind of going oh. higher and higher and higher. Uh, but you can't see what's grabbing you. You can see that your shirt is kind of being imprinted by some sort of figure, but you can't see it. And when you hit about 20 feet in the air, Zach, you get a brief glimpse of what's holding you. It almost like a flash of an image. And what you see is this orangey humanoid creature. It's got this orange tinted skin um, with this green, fluffy, fuzzy hair from what you can tell. And instead of a face, it does have a face. It's fleshy 
sketchy, sure, but it looks like a creepy jack-o'-lantern. Like someone just carved a flesh jack-o'-lantern with these big eyes and, you know, that kind of crookedy mouth smile kind of ever twisting. And it looks at you with hate and grimace and you can just hear its voice in your head say to you, Leave us alone! And Zacket releases you, and you begin to plummet towards the stage. And we're going to cut from you just as you begin to fall into the stage rapidly approaching. <laughs> oh, no. The other group, every, so basically everyone else, you have now made it up to the atrium. Thank God. Uh, you, you see the kind of the craziness happening still in front of you. And you see Zach literally hop up on stage. <laughs> And Iris and Kane, you can, you know, see exactly what's going on here. You see this long, gangly figure that seems to be orange-hued, like this deep, deep orange, sickly color with a lot of these fall kind of browns and dark reds running through its veins as if it's its lifeblood. And you can see its long, gangly fingers pick up Zack into the air and carry him. And yeah, you see this ugly, carved, fleshy jack-o'-lantern with this kind of dirty cobweb and moss hair filling its face. And it rises and rises and it picks Zach up, you know, 20, 30 feet in the air. And yeah, you see him let go and Zach goes plummeting down towards the stage. <gasps> Holy shit! <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Kane's going to take off immediately because he could fly. Yes. Yeah. I was okay, hoping you so, do that. Yeah, yeah, I know, me too. We're also going to do a showtime roll for this because yes. it's not really one or the other. So I'm going to have you roll dark because you're doing the flying. All right, um, cool. And it's going to be specifically a showtime roll. Come so on. we're just going to be a straight up and down dark roll. That's a, uh, that's a six. Oh no. Oh my God. Can I try, can I bring out my wings and try it? Can they be black demon wings? Sure. Yay. Yay. All right. So give me a dark roll. That's a, well, it's a nine. So. Okay, okay cool. So Iris, you fly with ease. Kane, I don't know what the heck happens to you, but uh, it's a bit different for you. You go to take off, and Sam Hain, I think, is just right on you. As soon as he drops Zach, he clocked that you saw him, and he went directly after you. And Kane, he just appears in front of you, and you see this massive, flesh-covered jack-o'-lantern smile, and his eyes begin to glow. And Kane, just with that fear, you get kind of paralyzed and sent back to the time where you were a little boy, hiding under your bed. Oh, no. Yeah, and, and as you're kind of paralyzed mm. by that fear, you just kind of drop down to the ground you know you begin to fall oh god and you'd literally just drop like a rock down to the ground it's, it's not a very far away you just boom you're yeah dead. okay iris you take off and these dark kind of uh, uh, almost like smog smoky wings appear out of your back and you take off and you catch zach but as you roll the nine zach is incredibly fucking heavy <gasps> Yeah. So sure, you've caught Zack now, but the two of you kind of begin to spiral and do a free fall as you're both plummeting down to the ground together now. Elizabeth yells, Batman, we need your help. Oh you just see a grappling hook fly. Yes, yes. Um, like <laughs> Iris past your vision. It just goes right past your eyes and it embeds itself in the cement wall on the other side. And you hear the sounds of like, and just before you're about to go smack the ground, you feel something pick you up and sweep you both and drop you gently down. And sure enough, as as you've been gently put on the ground, you look back and you see like Michael Keaton, Batman, Fuck just yeah. like sta staring oh back God. at you. Just I'm Batman. So when he he takes off again, and Egan goes, he's with me. <laughs> Egan's turned off. Oh yes, she is. <laughs> So you're both now right in front of the stage. Sam Hain has just dropped 
um, Kane. Now again, only Kane and Iris can see Samhain. Iris, from your perspective, you see that Samhain turn around and see that you're very close and begins to very quickly fly over towards you. Uh, while, while he's doing that, um, she's like, okay, we should probably do the thing now. <laughs> Silda, what are you gonna do now? Silda's going to rush as quickly to the stage as possible and try and make eye contact with that violin player. As all this is happening, I suspect that you have been making your way to the stage. Um, so give me a give me a hold steady roll because I want to see if you made it unscathed. Seven. You managed to get through pretty well. So you get the you get to keep your cool, or you pick an option from the ten up list but gain the condition terrified. And what are the options? You ask the MC a question about the situation. You remove a condition or carry one forward during the Ooh. scene. I'm going to carry one forward. Awesome. So I guess in game, so though, how I'm going to justify this is, yeah, you're terrified. You know, there's like people dropping out of the sky left and right. There's some sort of visible monster grabbing people. People are in their costumes. It's fucking pandemonium. Uh, you know, you're very scared, but you are going to get that benefit of plus one, but you will be scared this whole time. You get to the stage. And as soon as you get to the stage, you feel something come up behind you, grab you by the hair, and hit your head off the stage. Mm. And it's going to do one harm to you, and you can't see it, so you're terrified. Iris, you just saw Samhain grab her and hit her head off the stage. Ooh. And Evelyn, you're at the back right now, kind of seeing all this unfold. What do you do? Can I tell, based on what happened to Silda, uh, where Samhain is roughly on the stage? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to tell exactly where this thing is at because it is invisible. So you're always kind of seeing its effects and then unsure right. of where it is after the fact, right? But, um, Silda, you're a one away from harm or from death, right? Yeah, I still have one left. Right, okay. So Silda's really not looking good. <gasps> okay, yes, I, I want to try to cast one of my hexes. Okay, uh, what do you want to cast? I want to cast illusions. So one of the things I can create are demonic visages. And so I want to create a bunch of demons mm. that are going to fly around Samhain and distract him from what he's trying to do right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Give that a roll for sure. Nice. Oh, that's an eight. So it works, but it either does me one harm, it has a weird side effect, or it triggers my darkest self. You know what? I'm going to have it give me one harm. So you focus and you create these two demonic <laughs> specters. From your perspective, Iris, you see that Samhain's going in for the killing blow on Silda, but then these, like, two demons that look a lot like... They're kind of these, like, dark figures with these jet red glowing eyes kind of swirl by him in this, oh. like, intricate pattern, and he gets distracted and takes off and starts trying to swipe at them. And they're kind of flying through the room, and he's he, has, he, has, he hasn't been able to hit them because they're too quick because they're not fucking real, but he's convinced they are. Iris yells to Silda, Silda, do it now, now, he's distracted. You look at the clock and the clock begins to chime 12. <gasps> Quick. Ding, Go! the first chime goes. Zach's gonna try something also, just in case everything goes to shit. Uh, he is going to try to use his streaming ability on Friedrich, who is not Friedrich right now, uh, just to try and get into his head, check on his well-being, try to wake him out of his stupor like manually. Okay, um, roll, roll Gaze into the Abyss for me. That is a 12. 
Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. So you you lock in and you hear like that he, he's just listening to the music, um, but you hear him singing, I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for love. Oh, oh, who's, who's, Yo, who, who's there? Hey. Oh, Zachary. Hey, Friedrich. Listen, buddy. Hello. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Yes, I... It's very dark in here, and I feel like I cannot have control over my hands. Yeah, listen, uh, you just gotta wake up. You just gotta remember, your true name is... It's Friedrich, right? Yes, of course it is. Friedrich von Dinkelhoff. Yeah, say that with me. You're Friedrich. I'm... I'm Friedrich, and... And I love Alexis! And you love Alexis. <laughs> he just, like, snaps out of it, and you see him just, like, shake, and he, like, throws down his instrument, and... And you hear him, like, think to his head, What should I do? Um, make sure that, uh, that Gene is looking at the Medusa, but don't look. Okay. So, this is going to be a very, very quick motion. <laughs> Silda, I assume you're wanting to jump on the stage and lock eyes with him? Silda is animalistically, like, she's going <laughs> full on in snake mode. She's not holding back. She is going for that violinist. Yes. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Can I support okay. her in one way, Eric? Just in case? Yes. Um, yep. Is there a spare guitar on the stage? Sure. Uh, Iris is going to pick it up, seeing that Silda's going, and she's going to stand in front of Silda with the guitar ready if that demon comes back to try and smack him with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she can see it. Nice. So this is going to happen very quickly. Silda, as soon as your feet touch the stage, Iris, you see like a jet engine plane. Sam Hay notices it and just flies down towards you, and I assume you go to batter up. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we do. Here's what we do. I'm so scared. So in, in one fell swoop, all these moves happen at the same time. You get up on the stage, Silda, and Gene Simmons right now is is seems to be avoiding your gaze on purpose until you see from behind him. The smallest member of the box squad, dressed like Peter Chris, runs up to the one dressed like Gene Simmons and plants his hands on his face, kind of smearing his makeup, and tries to turn his head towards you, Silda. Uh, he's fighting it. Gene Simmons is fighting it, but it's starting to work. And Iris, from your perspective, you can see that Sam Hain is actually, this has got his attention, and he's kind of flown down and he's using what limited touch power yeah. he has trying to push Gene Simmons away to counteract it. So, Iris, let's give a volatile roll. Oh let's do God. this. Oh. I'm so scared. And, and you're a demon, so this will do this will do damage to him. But I only got a five. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. You go to swing. I have zero volatile. And you're, you're in the way. Your swing distracts him enough that he has to back away for a moment. Mm-hmm. Just for a second. He loses his concentration, and Gene Simmons locks eyes with you, Silda. And his eyes flash, and as you hear the sixth toll, seventh toll, eighth toll, this is all happening in those moments. Ninth toll, tenth toll, eleventh toll, the eyes meet, and the music stops playing as the twelfth toll chimes. Oh, oh. oh my god. As you saw that kind of orange wave explode out of the fiddle, it seems like from the outside walls, it gets sucked back into the fiddle and locks itself into the fiddle, now stuck in a frozen Johan's hand. Iris, 
you see the jack-o'-lantern's face just become riddled with fear and it starts to kind of contort and twist and make these like broken violin sounds as uh, light starts to consume it from the inside and kind of burn up its insides but it grabs you and with with one fell move it plunges its hand into its cheek into its like jack-o'-lantern head and it rips out what looks like a tooth, but it's a tooth made out of a pumpkin seed. Oh. And it shoves the pumpkin seed into your chest. <gasps> but Iris, you don't feel any other pain besides that, just that kind of initial pinch and then it's gone. And Sam Hain gets pulled away and you can see this vortex being created around the fiddle as his claws are trying to grab on for your dear life just around the rim of this portal, uh, sucking him in. And Kane and Iris, from your perspective, when you see this all going on, you see a familiar figure begin to work his way onto the stage. Mm. You see, from behind the dark curtains, the little boy, dressed up as Charlie Brown, <laughs> with candy overflowing out of his jack-o'-lantern, skips merrily up and up towards Sam Hain. He, he just winds up his, his candy jack-o'-lantern and cracks it over Sam Hain's head and he lets go and gets sucked into the portal and disappears. And all of the lights in the room explode and you hear everyone start to shriek in fear as everyone turns back to their normal selves. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Coming in early January, 2021, the Fantasy Fantasia podcast presents its very first secret episode collaboration with Skipping Stones Theater, a three episode arc set in the Learn to Be a Leader day camp where your favorite undergrad heroes guide the students of Lovecraft High through a day of adventure, hilarity, drama, mischief, and danger. Episode one will be released for free. That's right, free. Episode two and three can be yours for only $3. For more details, follow our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast or visit our website, talltaletheater.com. Hope to see you there for Fantasy Fantasia's very first secret episode collaboration. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. So after the portal closes, everyone begins to panic. The emergency lights turn on, kind of red hues fill the room, and the head of the School of Music runs on. And you see he was dressed up like a werewolf at the beginning, but now his clothes are just completely torn to shreds, and he's holding <laughs> a bunch of raw hot dog bits in one of his hands, and he looks all very confused, and he kind of looks at the crowd and confusedly addresses them, saying... Uh, everyone, please, please remain calm. There appears to have been a power outage, and, uh... I, I don't really... 
I don't really... Well, anyway, University Protocol says that uh, we all have to evacuate the building, so let's just give a great round of applause to the box squad! And uh, Johan is back. He's not stone anymore. Mm. And uh, he, he looks very confused, and like the whole crowd looks very confused, but they just kind of confuse the clap, and, and the whole clap. box squad, yeah, stand up, and, <laughs> and they do their like really confused bow, and they all kind of walk off stage, not really sure what the fuck happens, except Friedrich. He looks back at you, Zach, and he gives you a wink. Hmm. Zach uh, gives Friedrich a wink too, and uh, just a, a, an actual genuine warm smile. Aww. Aww, wow. Aww. He makes like a I heart that's like, I love you. And <laughs> Johan turns around and sees it and like cuffs him in the back of the head and he keeps walking. <laughs> um, Zach is just going to be like, oh, a schnitzel fuck. <laughs> As the crowds are leaving, Johan stops and walks up to you, and he's like, so you think this is funny? You think you could just dress up as me and be me? No one can be Johan von Bass but Johan von Bass. Oh, you sound like a Johan von Bastard. Um, uh, yeah, dude. Um, so I think that was the most, wow, I want to say forgettable performance I've ever seen. I don't think anyone's going to remember, much less like your whole bossy. But, you know, maybe next time... You'll actually play something that's worth, you know, my time. Burn! Oh, yeah. She, he, 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 who, who says that? <laughs> yeah, Kane's around. just hiding behind people. <laughs> <laughs> he looks back at you, Zach, and he goes, I don't know what your game is, but if you ever try to corrupt my band again, I will kill you. Do you understand? <laughs> that is some tough verbiage coming from... Well, Gene Simmons, who's actually quite a teddy bear in real life. Oh, we will be seeing each other. And he turns around on his platforms and walks away. <laughs> kind of a click, clock, click, clock, click, clock <laughs> as he walks away. So by now, mostly everyone has left at this point. The music building is largely emptied. And you see the head of the music school, who's still very shaken up and confused, and he kind of looks at the remainder of you and goes, Go! Go! Get out! Now! Iris hasn't moved. She's, like, on the ground kneeling and just, like, tapping at her chest, like, like looking down her shirt, like, freaked out that this dude... You don't see anything. She's just, like, sitting there, like, not even paying attention to, like, everyone leaving. She's just, like... I, I think she almost wants to roll, like, dark or gaze into the abyss to see if she can, like... Sure. Well, that's a four. No, five. Yep, that doesn't uh, happen. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I leveled up. I leveled up. When you try to think about it too hard, you just get a flash of that horrible flesh jack-o'-lantern smile, and your chest really hurts. It feels like someone's sitting on it. Yeah, so she's just like clutching her chest, like she's having like a heart attack on the ground, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you definitely see this happening. <laughs> yeah, I approach Iris, and and, he, and he's just like. You know, Iris, I understand why you're so happy all the time. That was awesome. I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sad to be back to my normal self. I'm not gonna lie. And that was, that was really cool what you did. I, you, you came in clutch at the end there. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, Kane. Um. You okay? And she just shakes her head. Oh my god, um, what's wrong? I think that 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 demon when he like picked me up um at the end there when I was holding the guitar. He took something out of his mouth and shoved it into my chest, and when I think about it and try and focus on it, it really hurts. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> Are we hearing this, Eric? Uh, yeah, definitely, sure. And and so, we should ask the chairman. 
chairman, what what's going on? Sure. Yes, that is an idea. Oh god, okay. Um, and maybe I could talk to my friend and see if he would. Know no, anything about that don't too. talk to I'm him. Sure it's fine. One of them has to know. Why don't we try the chairman first? Yeah, let's try the chairman. Mm. It's fine. It's probably nothing. <laughs> it's probably nothing. I mean, you know what? I've lasted until Halloween, and that's great. I hope to make it to graduation, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, two months, three years. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all the well and good. But, uh, uh, Zach's gonna go up to uh, Silda and uh, kind of offer a hand if she's on the ground. Uh, hey, you came in real clutch uh, right over there, so uh, thanks. Yes, thank you. We couldn't have done this without you. Yeah, that was amazing. Silda's looking up a little rough. Uh, yep, yeah, that's great. Oh, Gigi! I have to go find Gigi and I gotta stop Cobra. It, like, I really want to stay in university and I want to stay and I, I want to hang out with you guys and because you guys kind of sound like really cool people. But I can't if I'm taken away. Well, Cobra's a bit tied up right now. Wait, who's Gigi? That's actually a very long story, and I will have to allow uh, Sir Jeeves to tell you that story if he so chooses. <gasps> what? Wait a <laughs> minute. Sir Jeeves. As if being called by the name, you see Jeeves coming down the hallway, and um, most of those cats, like all of them actually, you notice, Kim, that they were all faculty members. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, they just really didn't want to dress up this year. <laughs> now I know why you hang out with us. Yeah, so they all look a little confused in their kind of half-cat costumes, but they all look okay. And you hear Jesus joking around with them all, entertaining them, saying, And then I said to Her Majesty, That is not a piglet. That's my wife. And they're like, <laughs> Oh, Jeeves, you're so funny. Why, thank you. I hope you all have a lovely Halloween. And he's kind of left with you all, and he looks at the group and says to you, Ah, and he looks at your eyes, he goes, Madam. And he looks at you, uh, Selden, he goes, Madam. And he looks at you, Katie, and he goes, uh, sir? Bro. Whoa! You guys know each other? Ah, uh, yes, we do go way back, yes. <gasps> I, before working here, I did work for a private household. Well, wow. Um, whatever brought you here, Jeeves, thank you. You, you saved, you, you helped save the day. Yes. Yeah, Jeeves. Uh, well, I, I'm just doing my part. I, I, when I'm called upon... I must answer. It is it is my duty. Hmm. No matter no matter where I am employed, I, to me loyalty means something. Aw. Well the treetops is lucky to have you. You see like he's like eyes tear up a little bit. Thank Aww. you, madam. <laughs> well, you know, Gigi, the treetop, I'm sure that they have the best butler in the world. But I don't think anyone's ever gonna miss you as much as I do. And it was a delight knowing you and serving you when I could, madam. You have grown up to be quite the strong, independent woman. Thanks, G. Would you like to go to your friend who's tied up in the percussion room? Alexis is tied? Wait. I'm sorry. I kind of hit my head a little bit. I'm really discombobulated right now. Where's Alexis? And Cobra is going to be, like, tied up for, like, until I graduate, right? <laughs> I can I, I can dispose of him in a non-lethal manner. I can make sure he does not come back to campus. Oh, sounds good. As soon as you say that, you just hear, holy shit, dude, mm -hmm. I, uh, last thing I remember is I was eating food, and then, and then I just found myself sitting in a pile of, like, 70 joints that I smoked, apparently, <laughs> in such a small succession, and ate all the food. Hmm. Weird. So weird. And then, and then Brian's like, I'm pretty sure that I broke into a library and read 13 books. <laughs> it was, it was really weird. 
I felt like I knew everything. Now I know nothing. <laughs> That's wonderful, man. Iris turns to Zach and says, You know, if this costume contest was going to happen still, I would have voted for you guys. Oh, thanks. I would have voted for us too. <laughs> and so would I. Well, actually, I believe there is something I can do to help. And Jeeves kind of excitedly walks up to the stage. And you see that on the stage, you know, just like all sort of any sort of music equipment, there's gold and copper and silver clamps kind of all holding them. Obviously, they're not actual gold, silver, or copper, but, you know, they are tinted enough to look like it. And he grabs some string from the various banners and makes little first place medals. And he hangs up one on Zach and one on Travis and one on Brian. He goes, ah, Will, it's not much, but here you are, your very first place for your wonderful Scooby gang costumes. (laughs) And Silda, from behind you, you hear, hey, stranger, thanks for turning me into stone. (laughs) Hey, cutie. And you turn around and you see Alexis there and uh, Jeeves hangs one on Alexis too and says, first place, congratulations. Yay! Anyways, I must be leaving. I will uh, make sure that Cobra is drived out several miles outside of Oak Haven and disposed of in uh, off the street where he will be promptly found. But I think he'll get the message, madam. And no kidding. I, I, that is not something I have done since the war. Cool. I can't have those dreams again. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. oh. <laughs> and Jeeves leaves, walking towards the percussion room to take care of all of that. And um, Elizabeth is kind of starting to really, really feel the drained condition, and she decides to go find Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Evelyn is going to go and look for Nick, too. And as you both go around looking for you, both of your dates... Egan, you end up looking outside and you see under a maple tree is sleeping Jeremy Renner kind of cradled inside his Batman cape, still covered in his costume, very much resting after a long night that he's had. And Evelyn, you actually, as you're looking, Nick catches up to you and, you know, he's still dressed up as Mr. Darcy and he goes, Evelyn, I I was looking everywhere for you and I I couldn't find you. And and the strangest thing, we have weird luck with parties, but I, I don't know, I felt like I was a part of the landed gentry and and I was like some sort of asshole and then I found out that love could save me some sort of Victorian plot line it was very weird I don't know what happened I was looking for you too and then everything just went all crazy I'm so glad that you're okay you know what I should have done this a long fucking time ago and he just plants a kiss on you yes Evelyn just wraps her arms around him and just completely melts into him in the kiss And you, in your Victorian garb, share a single, but a very long and passionate kiss. And he pulls away and goes, I'm sorry, I should have done that a long fucking time ago. I'm an idiot. (laughs) That's okay. I think you more than made up for it just now. Hey, do you want to... Do you want to go to the... the, They call it a drive-in, but you just kind of, you know, set up a whatever. But uh, I have some lawn chairs. Do you want to watch the... The, the horror movie that they're projecting on the quad? We can maybe save some of this night? I would love that. And he offers his arm and he goes, after you, Miss Bennett. <laughs> she just links arms with him. And as you leave, Egan, you clock that she is leaving with Nick. And then yeah, she so, smiles. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jeremy is just... <laughs> she, uh, so Elizabeth goes up to, to Jeremy and straddles, <laughs> like stands over his legs. I, I assume oh. he's like, he's got his outstretched legs. Yeah. And she kind of kneels down. So she's kind of straddling his legs and, and she um, puts her hands around his face and kind of lifts it up, li- lifts it up a bit to... Um, plant a really big kiss on his lips 
to try to wake him up. Damn, everyone's uh, getting some. Yeah. yeah. His, yeah. his eyes flutter open. He goes, oh, Elizabeth, it's you. Good I, morning. I don't know exactly what happened. I, I, w- I went to go get you a drink, and then I... I don't know. I was fighting criminals and I caught somebody from falling and and I dug a hole over there mm. and I started putting my gadgets in very and you can see that he's actually dug himself like you know a three by five little hole in the ground with a bunch of his bat things in. <laughs> oh my god I love this NPC I think you just dug your first bat cave <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I did it looks like shit doesn't it <laughs> no it looks wonderful and speaking of drink, um, I am also quite tired. I think I want to call it a night. Would you like to come back to my place tonight? He pulls off his mask and he says, I think this is a job for Bruce Wayne. Oh, well, let's not be so hasty. Let's let's take that costume back to my place as well. Hmm? And she boops his nose. <laughs> 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 and you both head back to oh your car Eden, to to exit so that leaves um kind of in in that exit foyer of the room there is still uh zach and your group kane and iris and silda um zach is on stage he's he's got either the the golden fiddle or the replacement and he's just got it in his hand and he jumps down and uh looks at Alexis and Silda and just instantly recognizes the the chemistry. Yeah, so you have the replacement one. So it's 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 more ornate actually. Funnily enough. Wait, so where's the real one? Well, yeah. that's uh Johan left with it actually. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody grabbed oh, it no. from him, but <gasps> you know, you know from Kane's bestie that it's not it's... really a threat until all Hallows. Oh, okay. Eve. Okay. It may come back to haunt us. Yeah, like it's not yeah. like he, he can play it every night in Summon Sam Hay. It's, right. it's a very specific time, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Iris turns Iris turns to Zach and goes, so maybe um, one of your group can, can try and get that fiddle throughout this whole year at some point. <laughs> Side quest. I mean, we could just replace, yeah, that's that's actually a great idea. But uh, uh, I'm kind of busy right now just uh, just watching what's going on over there, you know? Huh? And then he's Iris got like a thousand yard and... stare. He's not even looking at Iris right now. <laughs> Iris like follows his gaze. Silda, what are you and what are you and Alexis doing that he's like staring at? So Alexis and I will be flirting and teasing, and we've been having some little kind of whispers in each other's ear. And we both turn to Zach. Hey there, big boy. Looks like I turned you to stone after midnight. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Zach puts a, a, a hand around Iris's shoulder, looks her in the eye, and says, "My time has come, my child. Have fun. Nirvana <laughs> takes me." She just winks at him and says, "Enjoy your night." And he uh, he walks on over to Silda and Alexis. Hey, how's how's it going, you guys? I think you know quite well how it's going. Okay, this isn't like some some bullshit Halloween prank, right? We're all we're all good here. Alexis, tell him what we discussed. In typical Alexis fashion, she just looks at you, Zach, and moves her eyebrows up and down repeatedly. I think that's all you need to know. I think that's all I need to know. <laughs> and exit stage left. Uh, one moment oh. first. <laughs> I've never tried smoking first, so I want to get stoned before you turn into stone. Okay, gotcha. Exit stage right to outside, <laughs> and then stage left. <laughs> Uh, wait, uh, you guys don't need me, right? 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 
<laughs> no, you should be fine. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. And now he leaves. <laughs> Iris just turns to Kane and goes, well, this has been quite the night. Yeah. I. Uh, and Kane's like, he's still worried about that seed in your chest. He's, uh, so he says, do you want to uh, go ahead to the chairman and see if we can get some answers about that? Yeah, I guess he should probably know what's happening. Or what happened. Yeah. Hey, but uh, you did look really cute in those wings. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I really miss it. I'm pretty <laughs> sad. I've never felt better than that one minute <laughs> where I was where I was a fairy. She just puts just puts an arm around him as they start walking out and goes, Well, I guess you're just gonna need as much fairy vibes as possible to keep that positivity up, huh? <laughs> Sounds good. Let's uh Let's go get this figured out. Our camera transitions to the society headquarters, so we kind of zoom in on that red door that houses the society, and through it, you see Iris and Kane sitting in that oval main room with the chairman, and he's kind of running his hands over your chest area, Iris. He's obviously not touching you, but he's just kind of using his magical aura to pick up on things, and he looks at you and he says, so you say it was some sort of seed? Yeah, he picked me up, he pulled a pumpkin seed out of his mouth and then just shoved it into my chest. And when I tried to lock in on it magically, I, it just caused a searing pain. I don't feel anything though, Iris. Oh. I don't I, I don't understand it. <sighs> Whatever he did, it must not have worked. Okay, so there's no darkness in me, right? No, not that I can sense, I mean. I can't bring that back to the Fey realm. No, there, there's nothing that I can sense. Okay, good, good, good. That's good. <laughs> Maybe I just imagined it. It was just a bad dream or something. Hm. Yeah, that's 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 good news. Um, thanks, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Iris. I wish I could help more, but thank you for what you did tonight. Thank you. I understand that you had an Adder Sworn helping you. Yes, there's a reason why we don't ask the Adder Sworns to join the society, though they are also potentially gifted. But oh, yeah, she seemed pretty great, actually. Oh, it's not, it's not her that's the problem. It's, it's the blood in her veins. Oh. Not, yes. Family drama. One could say that, yes. I do have a friend coming to visit in a few days, and he wants to meet every, all the new members, so I'll send you invitations to meet him. He's my good friend, uh, Lucky O'Wobbles. <laughs> Kane bursts out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the chairman like like looks at you and goes, "It's a very popular name from amongst his people." Uh, I'm so excited. It's like I have no. I'm I'm picturing like wacky, wavy, inflatable, arm flailing balloon men right now. That's the only thing I can imagine. <laughs> he's magical. He's 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 magical too. Oh, he is. He is a great number of things. <laughs> oh, by the way, he turns around and he hands you both like the giant arrow bars and goes, "Happy Halloween." <gasps> Nice! <laughs> wow, it really does feel like Halloween now. Iris turns to Kane and goes, Scary movie number two? Yeah, let's do it. Kane does want to kind of have a private conversation with his demon, because he's, he's not buying it. He's still, like, worried, but he's not bringing it up to sure. Iris. Um, so at any point, that could happen. Maybe he goes to the bathroom or something while they're watching the movie. 
so we're actually going to cut to that because we basically know where, where Evelyn and Egan are kind of ending. Egan obviously will be feeding on Jeremy yeah. for, for tonight. <laughs> and um and Evelyn, you will have a very, like, you and Jeremy are watching the movie. It's a very pleasant evening. He drops you off. You share one more kiss, but that's it. You share a kiss goodnight, Aww, and he heads out. What a gentleman. So what do you do when you get back home from your date? Well, Evelyn gets back into her dorm room, and she just can't stop smiling. She leans against the door and says, Well, Lizzie Bennett, I think you found your Mr. Darcy. Zach, how would you like to end your evening? Uh, I think we know how my evening ends. It's it's just like the camera paid uh, like hands on the foot of a bed frame. And Ooh, yummy Scooby snacks! There it is. There's like six feet that it just like pans up, and and Zach has the biggest smile we've ever seen with Zach. I'll go get the whipped cream. It is just a three-way night of bliss between you three as kind of like the, the moonlight cuts in. And as as our camera kind of crossfades to, you know, you all have just like the best time. You're doing like a triple spoon <laughs> in Silda's room, okay? And all I'm going to say is how we end this scene specifically is Alexis is at the very end of the spoon pile, Silda in the middle and Zach on the other side. And as the clock strikes 4.30... Alexis's eyes flutter open. Cut back to Kane and Iris. What's the second movie that you watch? Friday the 13th. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yep, okay, yep, yep. so fr Friday the 13th, one. Okay, so as you're doing that, you put in a bag of popcorn about, you know, nearish the beginning of the film, and the popcorn bag uh, microwave beeps, uh, as if, because that's in the kitchen, so you have to go away to get it. Okay. Uh, here, I'll go get it, and okay, uh, nice. I might have to. I might have to poop, so I'll be like a couple minutes. Okay, just hurry up, and she's got like the pillow over her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> and he makes his way over to get the popcorn, and immediately just kind of puts his hand on his necklace, and he's like, "Can we have a chat?" This popcorn's burnt. Oh, sitting fuck. right next to you, eating your popcorn is your bestie, just looking at you. <sighs> hey, friend. Thank you, by the way. You did a really good job today. You saved a lot of people from dying. That would have been really bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad, but uh, yeah, I'm a little worried actually. Um, right at the end, Samhain put a pumpkin seed in Iris's chest, and I wanted to ask if you might know anything about what that could do to her. Oh, of course I do. It's not good. <laughs> what is it? It's a safety. It's like a seed for his demon presence. Is there a trigger for it? Yes. October thirty first. <laughs> Oh, man. If I were you, I would watch out for her next Halloween. <laughs> you see, Sam Hain's power is really limited by the time of year. So until Halloween comes around next year, it's really harmless, Kay. She's not going to exhibit any sort of signs or pain or anything. But when Halloween comes, and he kind of gets close and says, then we have another problem, because I don't want Sam Hain here. So really, everything you did, though prolong the inevitable, made things just oh so fun for next year, Kane. <laughs> Oh, fuck! Are you okay? Uh, yeah, the popcorn's just really fucking hot and I got a shit. Okay. <laughs> I told you it was... I told you it was fucking burnt, he said. Fl flicking, like, burnt kernel at you. There's nothing I can do to get it out? Oh, there is. What? I'll do it. You could perform an exorcism. 
very, very dangerous, very risky, because he embedded it. It's such a small part of him buried so deep inside. Think of it as a small splinter in your heart, and you have to rip your way through just to get it. So the only option is you have to wait until Halloween comes around and that power begins to grow. And then, same hand will be vulnerable yet again. You can tell her if you want. It's up to you. It makes no matter. The, really, the more prepared you are, the better, because I do not want any demon as nearly as strong as that fucking pumpkin dick <laughs> showing back up again. Understand? Kane, you have to understand, I'm trying to help you. As long as I'm here, as long as I'm the strongest thing on this campus, we're all safe, silly. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Seriously, pop more popcorn. This is fucking shit. Well, pop your own in hell. And I take the bowl and I turn it around. And, <laughs> and I go back. And he's gone. So basically, Kane comes around the corner. And he just stands in the open living room holding the popcorn. And he just looks up and he says, Iris, we need we need to talk. He's going to tell her everything. Like, <laughs> I don't need to roll. He's going to be like, this is what's going on. This is exactly what he told me. This is not okay. I think she's just quiet. She's just quiet and she's like holding her chest, realizing that, like, that there is like an evil part inside of her. I, I, put, I put the popcorn down and I walk over to you and I say, listen, it's, there's nothing we can do about it right now, but later down the line when the time comes, I promise you, I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. We'll find whoever we need to find to do what we need to do. You are going to be okay, I promise. Okay. I just, I don't think I can go back to my family ever until this is taken out. I can't risk the, I can't risk the, my home. We won't. Okay. Unless you, unless you don't want to go back and maybe we just kind of keep it in and, you know, keep tabs on it. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if that's something you want to do or well, it sounds like <laughs> and he kind of gives. It sounds like it's going to happen either way next Halloween, but. Right. Um... Kane, thank you. Thank you for just being here. Always. Hmm. At that, our camera takes flight, pans out through the hot tub balcony up into the sky, goes, flies over the entire campus as we hear the clock tower chime 5 a.m. Our camera drifts past the large forest separating Oakhurst and Oakhaven, passes Egan's house, and through the window, we see her sink her teeth into Jeremy, Ooh. still dressed up as Batman. Yes, of course he is. <laughs> and he's he's loving it. And our camera actually kind of pans away from the, the, the main street in the suburb of Oakhaven and opens up on a dilapidated tunnel entrance that's mostly been grown over. And in the kind of fog covered ground, the pre-dawn sky, we see a figure approaching the crumbled ruins of this tunnel. And she's walking, trying, you know, looking over her shoulder, making sure she's not followed. And as the camera pans up, we see it's Alexis. <gasps> and Alexis is walking very, you know, confidently, but she's she's very mindful of her surroundings. And she kind of makes her way through some of the overgrown roots and shrubs and broken cement that still kind of block off most of this entrance. And she enters the tunnel and you hear. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Yes. yes. <gasps> and walking from the darkness is a man who looks strikingly like Willem Dafoe. Oh, 
with a long brown trench coat. And he looks at her and goes, well, do you have it? And she looks at him and says, yes, I do. He smiles and says, and? Well, what the fuck else do you want? I got it, okay? That's what you asked for. Hand it over. And from her pocket, she pulls out a large emerald locket with A and S etched into it. I was worried about this. She throws it and Willem Dafoe catches it in the air, looks at it, gives it a good look and goes, ah, yes, very well done. God will be very pleased when he sees this. So pleased that my master has assured you that you will get everything you bargained for and more. So that's it, right? You're going to leave my friends alone? Oh. With a gift as mighty as this, my master has assured that he is merciful and we are willing to look past anything. Especially that debacle with Coffee Bob at the welcome mixer. You and your little friends put us back quite a bit with our plans, but no matter. Like I said, with a gift that this all can be forgiven. Just do not get in our way again, Alexis. She goes, I didn't do fucking shit that creepy asshole Coffee Bob did. He goes, hmm. Six in one, half a dozen in the other, they say. But my master has assured me to tell you yet again that we will not interfere with your friends or you or your pathetic lives, just so long as you do not interfere in our business and the divine will we seek. And she goes, don't worry, I, I'm, I'll, I'll make sure they don't. I, I, just, I just want them to be safe. Aww. And he smiles and says, excellent. Goodbye, Alexis. I hope that we never meet again. And he turns around and she goes, wait, what's your name? He stops dead in his tracks and he turns around and he says, my master, my God, has given me the title, the Pale Mare. Run along now, Alexis. And as he turns away, laughing to himself, Alexis turns and sprints out of the tunnel as the dawn sky breaks into true dawn, revealing the light at the end of the tunnel that she runs towards. And on that, our camera oh fades shit. away. Oh my god. Alexis! Oh. My girl! And that wraps up our Halloween tale. Let's move on to the rest of the year. <laughs> Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. 
Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.